Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's your boy, Darius D. Welcome to the Didi Fuego Show. And it's honored to be here once again. If you're new here, all Fuego means is fire. That's all it means. And if you're coming back once again, thank you for the support. It's a blessing to do this. I love making this podcast for you guys, and I hope you guys love it too. Make sure you do me a favor. Do your friend Didi a favor. One of the favor is is make sure you share this on your social medias, whether whatever platform you use, make sure you do share this podcast. You can also catch this podcast on Apple, iTunes, and you can also get it on Google Play as well. All right. So today we're starting a new series and I hope you guys like it. It's called My Top Five. And what My Top Five is, is a series that I'm going to be doing where I talk about the top five things of each category that I like. So, for example, say we're talking about movies. I talk about my top five favorite movies that I, that I always like to watch. So it doesn't matter what category it is. I'm just going to talk about it. If you have any suggestions of categories that I could do, make sure you message me on Anchor, and then I can filter that through and also do it on this podcast. So, but for today, we're going to talk about my favorite sport is football. So we're going to talk about my top five favorite players on this podcast. But before we do that, we have to do what we customarily do here on this channel. And that is what? The word of the day. So the word of the day today, being that it is May 24th, 2018, the word of the day is casual. Casual. Now, most people wouldn't have heard this before, but that's the point. We're trying to educate you, trying to make your mind grow, expand beyond your measures. But what casual means is persuasion. It means to persuade or flatter somebody in a gentle way, all right? And it's usually with face-to-face interaction. So it's just another word, so a synonym for persuasion or to persuade. And that, as we know, is a verb. So that is the word of the day. Make sure you put it into your mental lexicon, your mental vernacular, wherever. Make sure you use it today if you can. If you can't, it doesn't matter. Just make sure you retain the information that is given to you and you spread it so we can all grow as a people. All right? So that is the word of the day. Hopefully it was helpful to some of you guys if you're looking for another words or other words you can use besides the same words that you use over and over again make sure you remember that all right so we're gonna get into it today's topic as i previously mentioned is my top five favorite football players now if you're not really into football you should really check it out like watch a game or so i think the best game you guys should watch it will probably be like the nfl because it originated in america anyways but when i mean football for all you listeners in like europe and different parts of the world i'm talking about american football and not like football as in soccer but make sure you guys if you haven't seen a football game before just watch the super bowl because that's the extravaganza that's like the grand poopa the savant of all sports so when you if you haven't never watched a football game in your life make sure you watch that because I think it caters to everybody. And make sure you watch it with people that understand the game as well. So they can kind of walk you through it. Some people are really into it. 
So, like, try to do it with somebody who's kind of nice. Because, like, I know some people don't really want to be explaining the game while they're watching it. But, you know, just make sure you watch it with somebody that has some knowledge of the game so they can inform you what's going on. It seems complex, but the more you watch it, the easier it will be. And hopefully you guys like it as much as your boy DD likes it. All right? This is the DD Fuego Show. We're going to be right back. All right, guys. So we're talking about my top five favorite football players of all time. Now, or I'll just say in general. So being that I play football myself, I know how the game is played and everything like that. I played tight end. So what you will find is throughout this list, there's not going to be much defense. I also played defense as well, but I'm more of an offensive type of player. And I really like catching the ball and stuff like that. So make sure, just for a warning, okay, just tell you right now, there probably might not be that much defensive players on here, being that I'm an offensive player, okay? I know some of you defensive players are stressed, you know, but check this, man. This is my show, so we're going to talk about some offensive players. So the first player I like to talk about is Des Bryant. Now, Des Bryant plays for my, well, used to play for my uh, favorite team in the NFL right now, and it's the Dallas Cowboys. He's been playing there from around, I would say, like 2010, 2011. And he was, to me, is one of the reasons why I like playing football anyways, because he brings such a passion to the game. And he has, like, people, like, misconstrue what he's trying to do. Because they think that he's just being a diva on the sidelines or he's causing trouble. But it's because he feels like he can contribute to the team so effectively that um, he kind of carries on where it seems like he's being dramatic. But it's just passion. He believes that if you give him the ball, he can score. And isn't that what you want on the team? Isn't that what you need? for your organization so that your organization can get to the playoffs and then from the playoffs get to the finals and win a championship. So that's why I like Des Bryant. He signed with the Jordan brand as well, which is one of my favorite brands, as you know, on my other episode, episode three, Fashion Killer. But I also really like his like style how he plays, how he plays aggressive. And, like, when he gets really hot, what I mean by hot is, like, when he gets really into the game and he's, like, catching the ball, making all the receptions and then going, making progressive yards. And what progressive yards means is going forward. So when I see him do that and he brings such uh, energy to the game and always scoring and then his touchdown dances a little bit when he throws up the X – so it brings it brings me closer to the game. It makes me more excited. It makes me want to mimic some of his skill sets, some of his moves, because he's such a big physical receiver. And he plays like outside, and he also can play slot. And slot receiver is a little bit more harder, I would say, because I've seen people play slot before, and you and you're usually running in between like linebackers and uh, free and free and strong safeties 
So it can be very physical. And to say that he's just a big baby and he, he whines and he moans and whatever, to play that position, you have to have some guts. You have to be some tough, somewhat of a tough guy. And I like how he's unapologetic in his speech and how he stands behind his team and his organization. Although he's not playing for Dallas right now, and it's sad to see him go because as one of my favorite players on my favorite team. But neither here nor there. I think he'll get picked up by a team because he's such a good receiver. He's been injured quite a bit, and that's the problem. But when he's a healthy Dez, man, none of these guys are stopping him. He's not. Like, even if it's ISO or they're playing man, he's going to burn you. And if you double-team him, he'll still jump because he has hops. He can jump really high. So that is why Dez is one of my favorite players. He's the one that wanted, got me wanting to play receiver more so than um, Lyman because originally I played Lyman, but he's the reason why I got to play tight end anyways and because I wanted to catch the ball more. And to be honest, all you Packers fan out there, that ball that he caught at the ice game, that ice ball, he caught that ball, okay? That was a touchdown. He maintained possession. You guys cheated because you're is at home, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, this is really important to me. Des Bryant is one of the best receivers I've seen so far, and he's one of my favorite players. All right, Cam Newton is one of my favorite players. This is player number two. It's not in particular order on, like, who's the number one, but it's just top five in general. So Cam Newton, what can I say about Cam? Well, Cam is one of the best quarterbacks I've seen so far in my lifetime. There sure will be some to come down after. I also like Peyton Manning, but in regards to Cam I just think the energy he brings to his team, his organization, is unheard of. Like, And plus, he's a black quarterback. So even though it's to, in 2018, is you see a lot more black quarterbacks in college. But compared to White Uncle's Day and when he was watching it, there was, wasn't that much. Like The ones that you hear that are common would be Warren Moon or um, Randall Cunningham. So Cam, since he's a dual quarterback, and dual quarterback means you – can run as well as you can throw. He has such a good arm. His accuracy is pretty good. And also, um, the man is like 6'5", so he's around my height because I'm 6'6". But he's like 6'5", and he's over like 260 pounds, and he can run like a 4, I think it was a 4'4", four, four or 4'5". Four, but like that's, un- that's incredible. And his athleticism for his height. It's basically like LeBron playing quarterback is a comparison that most people give. It's ridiculous. The stuff that he does, he can fly all over the top when it's the red zone. He can scramble. He can. He has jukes, even though he's like 6'5", which is unheard of. Like, it's incredible to see what he does at such a high level. And he's like not a small guy. Even if he was just 6'5", and like around like 190 pounds. He's like 260. That's like the average rate of a defensive end, like Cameron Wake or something like that. So that's what I'm trying to say. You guys have to understand how big he is and how athletic he is. 
and how like he's such a good influence on the kids like he had made a mistake but we're not here to talk about that but the thing is he gives back to the community all the time like in Carolina because he plays for the Carolina Panthers he gives back to the kids he goes every time he scores a touchdown even though you're not supposed to do this and you can get fined I don't I got how much you will get fined but he Every time, every time he gets a touchdown, he grabs the ball from the ref, and then he gives it to the kids. And you can get fined up to I don't know if it's like I think it's ten thousand, but it might be a little bit more. I'm not sure, but you can get fined because you're not really supposed to do that. But he gives back to the people that give to him. Without the fans, he wouldn't be where he is today. Without the fans, what's the point of playing football? Because there's nobody watching the game. And that's what I like about Cam Newton. He gives back to the kids. He has a good time. Like, he's dancing, doing all these stuff, hitting them folks, yeeting, doing all these stuff, dabbing, all that stuff. And he he just brings such a fun aspect to the game. Yes, it is his job. Yes, it is his career path. But you have to have fun in what you do. And I'm a firm believer in that. I believe that, you should. yes, you should work and you should have a job, obviously, because without it, you're going to be struggling, but I think you should enjoy what you do, whatever you do. Like, even if you're a football player, even if you are a lawyer, even if you're a doctor, if you don't enjoy what you do and every time you have to clock in or go to practice, you're lethargic and you're angry and you're frustrated and you're grumpy, that energy shifts all over to your colleagues and your coworkers. And I believe that Whatever job you do have, you should enjoy it to its fullest. Even if it's a little McDonald's job, you should enjoy it a little bit. And if you don't enjoy it, I think you should leave and find something else to do that you're good at. Always triple down on what you're good at. Don't focus on your weaknesses. Just make sure you excel in what you're good at. And Cam is a great – his IQ is high in football, really high. He knows what he's doing. Although he can get a little bit emotional at times and – talk to refs in a condescending way is because of the passion in the game and the heat of the moment gets to him but I think Cam is a pretty good role model his fashion off the charts you should go to his Instagram page or like just search up on Google like Cam Newton fashion this man has swag for days like he's one of my favorite guys that I look up to in football in the NFL and I hope you guys start watching his um highlight reel Dude is crazy. Man, Leo, trust me, don't get me hyped up. But yeah, Cam Newton, number two. As we go on, we'll talk about number three. All right, so we're going to talk about Terrell Owens. Well, Terrell Owens is... Yeah, his actual name, but people call him Terrell. I don't know. Spelled the same way, but that's neither here nor there. So Terrell Owens is one of my favorite wide receivers of all time. And a lot of people give him garbage because he has a lot of scrutiny. Apparently, like he has he's been a bad teammate to people in the past. Um I started seeing TO I was watching T.O. a little bit when he was on Dallas Cowboys. Like, I was too young for him. Like, I was too young to watch him 
on the Eagles, and I was too young to watch him when he was on the 49ers because I was a kid, and I was mostly into basketball at the beginning of my love for sports. So Terrell Owens, I think he's number three in receiving yards of all time, and he's number two for touchdowns. I actually wait, no, I think it's number three for touchdowns and number two for receiving yards, right under Jerry Rice, who is the best receiver of all time so far. I think either Odell or maybe Antonio Brown will beat him. But he, Terrell Owens, also known as T.O., T.O. is one of the, like, he, his touchdown dances are ridiculous. And the thing is, is like, that's probably why people don't really like him because of his antics, of his on the field antics, and he apparently is distasteful. I think it brought a lot of energy. It helped him want to score more because he wants you want to see, you know, what is To going to do next? What is To going to do next? So that's why I like To as well. His route running is on man, like his route running is good. He has strong hands. I, earlier in his career, he had a few drops. That is true. I won't. Uh, I won't stray away from that. I will acknowledge it. But as his career progressed, his hands got a lot better. He is really fast. He's a burner when he gets open. But as far as his route running, I, I'm going to harp on that a lot. It's how his route running is really good. He can get inside release really quick. And because he's such a big, strong receiver, he can get um, separation when he's running, like, Say if he's running a goal route, which is a straight line, he can get separation pretty quickly, and because he's a really, he's also a pretty fast receiver as well. Especially like when he does slants, he hits the hard break, and he can usually get separation from there because the defensive um back is not fast enough. So that's why I also like Tio. He also played on like a in an injured Achilles, I think it was or ankle in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady and almost won. And he scored – I think he didn't score, but he got, like, over 150 yards on an injured ankle. That's crazy. Like, his record is un, it's like it's unbelievable what he done in such a short time with three different teams, three different – I think it's four different quarterbacks. But, man, like, to watch this guy play is ridiculous. And I was only watching him for Dallas – I didn't get to watch him that much, but I looked at his old highlight reels and his inside release is ridiculous. Another person's inside release that is nice is Chad Ochocinco because he has quick feet. So like he can get separation at the line. Even if he's even if you're playing press or you're playing back, he can still get inside release. But enough about Ochocinco, back to TO. I'm so proud because finally he's in gonna be in the Hall of Fame of football, which is the Canton Hall of Fame. It's really hard to get in there because of the politics that go on within the Hall of Fame. But I'm just so relieved, so happy that he actually got in because he has the numbers. Men lie, women lie, but numbers do not lie. So I'm just so ecstatic, so happy that he actually finally got into the Hall of Fame, man. It's been a long time coming. I can't wait. I'm going to watch his speech. I'm so ecstatic for him and his family because he's been waiting for this a while and he should have been in it. I should think he should have been in it first ballot, but because of the politics 
it's easier to get into the Hall of Fame for basketball than it is to get in the Hall of Fame for football or baseball or something like that. But I'm so happy for him. I'm going to watch it, like I said before. T.O., I think you guys should check him out. You might, if you don't like confidence, like in a sense, like overconfident, like some people could say he's a little bit agnostic. Not agnostic, sorry, wrong word. Uh, a little bit narcissistic on the field. But he's a really chill guy if you see him like off the field. Like I've seen him in interviews and stuff like that. It's just the energy he brings. So it can, can take it the wrong way. If you go watch his stuff on YouTube, then yeah, you'll probably say like, yeah, this guy's a little bit narcissistic. But trust me, T.O., one of the best receivers I've seen. One of my favorite receivers. All right, we're going to talk about my boy, Julio Jones. Julio Jones. This is a receiver who plays for... Atlanta Falcons. I know you Atlanta fans are really like butthurt because of what happened about the Super Bowl where Tom Brady came back from a 28-3 lead. 28 points the Falcons have and oh my gosh. I watched that. I was just like, man, Tom Brady, although I really don't like Tom Brady. Oh my gosh. I don't like the Patriots at all. It irks my very soul. But I give credit where credit is due. Tom Brady is one of the best rece- uh, best quarterbacks I've ever seen play. And, like, when the ball's in his hand, it's a lethal threat to your team. Whoever team is <laughs> facing the Patriots, if Tom Brady has that ball, you're in for some trouble. But Julio Jones, man, this guy is a freak of nature. I, like, do you not understand how fast this guy is? I think he ran, like, a 4-3-4-4 at the Combine. There's very few freakish receivers in the NFL. And one that I did see is Calvin Johnson. I like him a lot. He's, like, my height and can run a 4-3. And he's, like, 240, 250. He's not playing anymore, but dude was a freak. And Randy Moss was a freak of nature. He beat everybody with one route, and that was a go route. It's just ridiculous. If you guys understand football, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, then I hope you're learning something new today. And I hope you love the sport. But Julio Jones, man. I forgot how tall he is, but he's I think he should be like 6'2", 6'3". And he's like freakishly fast and strong. Like I saw him do this one catch where like two guys were – defending him and he like jumped up over their head and they just caught it and brought it down like like the stuff you see this guy do especially I think it was last this past season uh, he was running down on the sideline and like he jumped and his half his body was out of bounds and then half of it was inbound and it was like I think he for I think he jumped from the Five to the end zone. It was like one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my life, and I was I was watching it live, and I'm like, who can really stop this guy? Like I seen him get stopped by Jalen Ramsey, who is one of the best DBs right now in the league, and I seen him almost get stopped by. No, he got stopped by Josh Norman a couple years ago, but other than that, it's hard to guard him because he's so big, so you can get separation by like separating his body from the defender so when he's catching it he can get separation separation so like it's like getting 
It's like Shaq getting a rebound on like Kyle Lowry. It's like hard to get Kyle Lowry to get that rebound because Shaq is so big. And that's what it's like for some defenders against Julio Jones. Like his body's so big where he can just maneuver it in a way where only he's getting the ball. So that's why I admire Julio Jones. And he's not much of like a trash talker. Like Owens is a little bit more of a trash trash talker. But for and maybe Cam Newton and Dez as well, those guys talk trash, but Julio Jones is not much of a talker, like trash talker on the field. He just he'll just body you all day long. Like when I see him go against some of these defenders, it's like baby food. They look like Gerber babies out here, cuz. I'm telling you, these guys can't hold him. They can't hold him. It's like funny to watch. It's like watching, it's like a grown man against children at times. Except that when he's facing like a top receiver like Xavier, I mean, sorry, top defender like Xavier Rhodes or Jalen Ramsey or Lattimore from the Saints. Like, those guys are good defenders, so it's more of a pushback, more of a fight. But on the average, it's just hard to watch some of these defenders go against him because it's just really not fair. Like, you can score, like, three touchdowns in one game. Like, it's like – and he does it without hesitation. He does it like it's his day job, which it is, but he just does it normally. Like, this is a walk in the park. And he's playing against the best players in the world. We're not talking about college. We're not talking about amateurs. Even though college, like, he played D1, so technically he's the best students in the country. But you're talking about the best players in the world from Canada. I think it's more international now. So, like, Canada, the States, some people come from Samoa as well. And um, Australia, overseas, is football, American football is becoming more international, but that's neither here nor there. The point of the matter is simply this. Julio Jones is probably one of the top receivers in the league. I think the top three right now is OBJ, which is Odell Beckham Jr., AB, a.k.a. Nino, that's my boy Antonio Brown, and... Julio Jones. Those are the top receivers. And I think my personal preference, I think he's better than both of OBJ and AB. That's up for discussion. Some people agree with me. Some people say, nah, you're wrong. But I think Julio is one of the best and he's one of my favorite players. So we're on the last person on this list, my top five favorite football player. And here he is. Now, this is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of people know um, Travis Kelsey because he was also on his own reality TV shows. So a lot of, like, the girls I know talk about Travis. Like, here's one thing I noticed. Like, people know um, Travis a lot as well as OBJ because of their social media platforms and like they're on TV a lot and stuff like that and they hang out with very celeb celebrities so like a lot of the girls will be like at, talking about like Travis Kelsey I'm like how do you know Travis you don't even like football because like when I'm trying to watch football with you you want to change the channel like so I'm like how do you guys know about Travis Kelsey 
But then they were telling me like, oh, because they watch his uh, reality TV show. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But like Travis Kelsey, besides the whole reality TV, he's one of the best tight ends that I've seen as of late. There's a lot of tight ends, but I might say back for another list, like my top tight ends because I used to play tight end. But uh, I think for Travis Kelsey, he's I don't know his height exactly, but I know he's like around six four, six five. He's so elusive in the sense that he can play tight end on the line so he can block first of all and like most tight ends have to block anyways because the original position of tight end was a blocking position it wasn't meant to catch the ball until like i think the 70s with the chargers forgot i'm forgetting his name i should know this but i think his first name is kelly but he was the first person to really show forth and the, uh, this is kelly i'm talking about this he was the first person to make the tight end position more of a catching position same with shannon sharp as well like he's the one that made it possible for most of these tight ends today just to mostly catch the ball right so back to travis kelsey he's so elusive in the sense that he can play outside he can play the slot he can go in motion and then do like a reverse, even though they usually leave that for Tyreek Hill. But he can do so many things, and he's such a good movable piece. One of the best plays I saw him do today is like, not today, but like in this past season, I think it was against the Eagles maybe. And he caught the ball, and then I think he jumped from the five-yard line to the end zone, and it's like he like, Flew over them. It's crazy. You have to go check out that play. If you just go, like, type in his uh, highlights, it should be on there. It's, like, one of the craziest things. He's so athletic. He's a good attributed game. He doesn't talk trash a lot. He talks trash a little bit. But the funny thing is, like, he can dance a lot. And, like, he he's a good dancer. It's funny. I think he was on Dancing with the Stars, maybe. But, like, he's a good player. His IQ is very high as well which is very important. Like, people think about football as, like, a bunch of Neanderthals running at each other at full speeds, losing brain cells, not doing anything for society. But the thing is, with football, you have to understand, it's like chess to, like, basketball is checkers. It's a lot more complex than you would actually think it is. There's a lot of intuitive thinking, planning, and preparation before a game and you must know your assignment and you must trust the guy beside you on the field and he's and the rules as well can be overwhelming so it's not as bad as you think yes it's contact yes it might look aggressive and look senseless but it's very meticulous like even when breaking down tackling is really intuitive when it comes to that you must tackle somebody properly or you can hurt them a lot more and you can hurt yourself as well so back to travis anyways just to inform you hopefully you learned something with that but travis on his hands are good when he runs down the field he can create separation as well also i think he's really good at his um juking skills like getting away avoiding defenders in open field even if it's a closed area he can 
maneuver himself. He has a lot of uh, hops, bunnies. That means he can jump really high. So because he can hurdle defenders, jump over defenders, do all these sort of things. Especially when you're he's doing a vertical stretch when he's going down the field, and he's and say Alex Smith is throwing him the ball. His b- ability to track the ball which means to like follow the ball before it hits the ground. His ability to track the ball is really good for a tight end. He's looks like a receiver, but he's a tight end. Like he's very tall. He's pretty solid in muscle and he's like very elusive. So it looks like a receiver, but he's literally a tight end. And it's so cool to watch that and watch the versatility that the coaches are using him not just as your traditional blocking catch short yard game red zone type of uh tight end but you can use him in different areas to get open space to get your team to the end zone so you can win the game so travis kelsey guys make sure you check him out on youtube watch some of his highlights and if you're Listening to this and you play football right now, make sure you check out these guys that I mentioned. Make sure you study their film and become a student of the game. You made it to the end of the episode, and this segment is called Wrap It Up DD, where I sum up the whole show. Now, today we talked about my top five favorite football players now. Let me list them for you once again in case you forgot. We talked about Des Bryant, Cam Newton, Terrell Owens, Julio Jones, and last but not least, Travis Kelsey. Now, if you're a football player and you're listening to this, make sure whatever your favorite or whoever your favorite players are, make sure you study their film. doesn't matter what position you play. Study your film, both offense and defense. Make sure... You have a good IQ, football IQ, because that's what recruiters and scouts are looking for. They're looking for your high IQ skills and all that sort of stuff because it's really important. What's the point of being a freak of nature? What's the point of being a good athlete, but you don't know what a slant is from a goal route? You have to know these things. You have to have a good skill set, especially if we're a quarterback, you have to – read the defense, whether they're in cover two, cover three, whether the safety is coming up. You have to look out for blitzes and stuff like that. You have to know what the receivers on your left are doing, what your receivers on the right are doing, what the running back's about to do, what um is your blocking scheme for the linemen, your offensive linemen, and what they have to do a little bit. You don't have to be concerned about it as much, but you still have to know whether it's a pass or a run, obviously. And if you don't know the difference between that, I don't know why you're playing football. But we have to understand these are important and crucial things that you need to add to your football regiment, to your resume. And it's important for you and I, people in general, just to learn a little bit more. Be a good thinker. Have a passion for what you do and whatever you do. And make sure you use your abilities to your full capability. Make sure you don't go half-assed. Make sure you always do what you're good at first and then work on what you're good at and excel in everything. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed something. If you did this episode, I hope you learned something today. 
about football if you haven't learned it before. And if you're a football fan, you know Didi respects that because, you know, football is the greatest sport on the face of the planet. I don't care. It is. It's just the best. I don't care what you have to say. But the thing is, if you haven't watched it, like, like I said before at the beginning of the show, make sure you watch the Super Bowl. Okay? All right, guys. It's been a pleasure recording this podcast for you. Yes, it is. Okay? But what you guys can do for me is you can follow me on my social media on Instagram. And this is my tagline. So it is underscore DV, the suave kid, underscore DV, the suave kid. And what else you can do for me is simply this. Share this podcast with all your friends and family on whatever social platform that you use. It doesn't matter to me. Just make sure you share it, please. Okay. The more listeners, the better. Thank you guys for your support once again. And if you actually want me to do different categories with this new series that I'm doing my top five. Make sure you just send me something, but make sure it's appropriate because we're trying to be family friendly and we don't want any um provocative type of subject matter on the show. We want it to be nice and clean cut. All right. So guys, thank you once again. It's been a pleasure. It's been an honor and truly a blessing. Y'all just chill to the next episode.